Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Diving Into Crypto. I paused because this is the season finale for the year of 2022. And who better to have on the show than the founders of Adlunum as our guest to bring this home? It's going to be a spectacular, spectacular season. This is JP from Adlunum INC bringing you everything about Web3. Before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, a few announcements. The first one is all views expressed on this program belong to that of the speaker and is meant for education purposes only and is not to be considered as financial advice. If, however, we break away from this room, remember to check into our Twitter handle at adlunaminc for the link to get back in. Uh, should any of our speakers drop off, we will pause for a moment to let them come in and continue with the show. That being said, also, the last thing today being the final show, ladies and gentlemen, please feel free to use those emojis. They're there for a reason. Send us some love. Send us some comments at Adlunum INC or to the speakers directly. We will have a segment at the end of the show. Excellent. We will have a segment at the end of the show that is for question and answers. And <laughs> I'm I'm loving I'm loving the sound effects from that, uh, Lawrence. That's that's brilliant. Please do that one more time. Okay. This All right. Well, I, I I guess. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Super. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have on the show today the panelists. As I said, of our panelists today are the co-founders of Adlunum, Jason Fernandez, Nathia Bester, Lawrence Hudson. Uh, each of them, each of them are stalwarts in the industry, and I'm going to let them give you a brief, uh, a brief about what got them into the Web3 space, uh, a bit about their journey, and then we will we will start with with the program. So uh, let me see who's first on the list here. Um, Jason, yes, Jason. Let's let's start with you, uh, Jason. I know that uh, a lot of people in the room are familiar with with you, with Natia, with Lawrence. But in a capsule, uh, tell us what got you into into Web three, and um, the, the time that you've been in this industry. Go for it. Sure. Um, I started. I was a columnist uh, for uh, Globe Asia magazine, and and I used to write a few different columns. Uh, some some nationally, some internationally, um, and and I started writing a lot. I heard about Bitcoin first, and I started writing a lot about it. Uh, and I think in 2013, uh, I must have written about four or five articles, uh, like like uh, fairly fairly large uh, pieces on Bitcoin. Um, and so, like every time I got a chance, I would basically write about Bitcoin. And finally, you know, uh, uh, my editor was like. Hey guys, you know we're not doing a Bitcoin or magazine. We're really a finance magazine, <laughs> so you gotta cool it on the Bitcoin. <laughs> but um, yeah, and 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 uh, and at the time, I I was running a company called SmartLock, um, and so what I did is I pivoted that into a blockchain company called Funnel. Um, and the next thing you know, uh, I was in blockchain blockchain full time. So uh, kind of stumbled in here like everybody else. 
Well, Jason, I'm glad you stayed in the industry and uh, glad to have you on the show today. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for that introduction, Natya. I answer this question so often that I was just thinking I need to start making up new stories. But for now, the truth is um, I was working in, in marketing, um, specifically in digital marketing since 2012. So I was already very you know, comfortable and familiar with this idea that there is new technology out there. The future is going to look very different than the way that I grew up and the way that the world looked at the time. But I, I had come across the concept of Bitcoin in 2012, actually, looked into it and decided mm -hmm. I was not nearly smart enough to understand what the heck this was all about. Told myself, you know what, there's going to come a day when people like me will be able to understand it. So I'll just park this idea for now and revisit at that time. And so in 2017, I had just, um, I was heading up digital marketing and communications for a multi-billion dollar pharma company. Really intense lifestyle, was traveling all the time uh, away from my son. So at some point I just felt, you know what, going to take a break. I don't know what's going to be next for me, but it's not going to be the way that my career had developed up until this point. So yeah. took my son, started traveling the world and told myself, I am going to take at least one year, if not more, to do nothing and just, you know, learn how to relax. And it wasn't mm -hmm. even one month or maybe it was just over one month. And I got introduced to, to blockchain. I got the opportunity to become a journalist. And right. it wasn't so much about the technology. It was more because I love writing. I'm a writer by heart, you know, not, not by trade because I had never wanted to work as a writer. But I had been a journalist at school, so I really wanted to work as a journalist. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my chance. I'm going to do it. And, of course, I had to learn on the job because I had no idea what any of this was about. And the more I learned and reported on it, the more people I spoke to, I was like, oh, my God. Just like digital marketing was the inevitable future, this is the inevitable future as well. And yeah, I mean, this is now six years ago. I'm still here. I don't think it's possible for me to leave because once you're in, you stay in uh, because mm -hmm. ultimately it really is the future. It's a very early future, but it is the future. Mm -hmm. And I am super happy to be a part of it. Awesome. Lovely to have you on the show today, Natia. Thank you for being here. Uh, Lawrence, go for it. Okay. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah. So for me, I'm a, I'm a computer scientist and an economist. Um, and I was involved or helped in most of the early inventions of, of the, uh, of the internet itself, <clears throat> even before that web one, web two, um, which was TCP IP, which runs the internet today, uh, then on to launch some major brands in that area. So I was always involved in the kind of the cutting edge. And I, um, after we launched Travelocity, and then after two more projects after that, I, I, I really became very, um, I don't know, disenfranchised uh, with everything that was going on because the, the, what, the, what, what would happen was the, the Internet was a copy machine at that point. Web 2, the Internet's mm -hmm. a copy machine. You, you take a picture, you send a picture, mm -hmm. you're not sending the picture, you're sending a copy of the picture. And copy, copy, right. copy. And, um, I, and then I had some... <laughs> The guy, one of the guys, a friend of mine who's a house painter, um, mm -hmm. he, he started telling me he was buying Bitcoin. And um, mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, dude, that's, that's a Ponzi scheme. I don't even know what you're doing. And, uh, so I, I, that was kind of my, I was asleep at the wheel. And then I went to a conference in Slovenia in May of 2018 mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere on the Austrian Slovenian border by, mm-hmm. by pure chance. And people from all over the world were there. It ended up being a blockchain conference. So I said, Hmm, I better check this out. And I realized, wow, we've really got a new invention here. So mm-hmm. now I'm able to create an asset on the internet and it can't be copied. So right. I immediately recognized the value in that. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I didn't actually, I, I just saw a little, little, little piece of the value in that. And then right. I was all in from 2018 to study blockchain crypto you know, cryptocurrency, the whole business model of how everything was going on. And so that's how I got into it, JP. Awesome. Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's always heartening to hear the stories of how people uh, jump into the, the industry. Uh, and it, it, it really does tell you a tale at which, you know, that, that moment of enlightenment comes in where uh, we go beyond the fact that, okay, uh, this is just about, you know, for the money or uh, the the bad rep that comes with it when it comes to when it comes to crypto. So that's that's absolutely fascinating. Um, uh, and I think that you know, given given the collective experience uh, that that the three of you bring to the table, um, you know, I, I really want to know from from the industry from the points that that you were there before till till now. Um, you, you would have seen so many cycles. You would have seen so many of the statements that people make today uh, and are able in many ways to fall back to that experience and say that there's, there's been an evolution, there's been a change. You know, um, some, of these, some of these cycles, of course, are, are repetitive, um, of course, being the nature of a cycle. Uh, so I, I guess my question at, at this point was, uh, for you in, in this year, and, and just to orient where this question is going is, what was some of the what was some of the highlights for you in in 2022? Um, Nate, if you want to take that to start with. Yeah, I mean it's exactly to your point about having seen a lot of these behaviors and heard a lot of the statements before in a previous bear market. Um, but I wanna I wanna zoom out even a little more. I have I studied I started my career in psychology and then I did a postgraduate degree in education. So I've seen these two things play out this year more than anything else. Uh, the human psychology approach, psychological approach to things is really so much heightened in this industry. Um, mm-hmm. We are not a patient species in general, but at the same time, if you look at society and you look at how long things take to change, whether we are patient or not, as a species, we are very used to change taking really, really long. But right. Web3 is the exception. None of us want to accept that the same cycles need to happen in this industry as well. I mean, you constantly hear people going, oh, but look how early this is. It's obviously a scam. Or look yeah. how early it is. It's obviously failed. Um, and this is also where I really saw this here, how important education is, because mm-hmm. for those of us who work in the industry, we are educating ourselves each and every single day. We speak to people every single day. We are involved. We know what's going on. We see right. 
the behind the door activities. Unfortunately, if you are just a retail investor and you are only in the space because you see what Bitcoin's doing when it's going to 70K or you only see what XYZ coin is doing because it's 10X, 20X, 60X, then that's your only understanding of the space. And understandably so, whenever things drop, oh my God, I have to get out or this is not working or this is a scam. So for me, really the highlights of this year has been to witness people come to an understanding that there should be more to this industry than just getting to the next elevation in gains because that's mm -hmm. when you lose. If you have the mindset of someone who's only in it for you know the profit you're going to make, profits are there and profits, profits will be made and have been made. But if that's the right. foundation that you think all of this is about, you are setting yourself mm -hmm. up for failure. But if you are somebody, I mean, yeah. those of us in the room now, I mean, if you look at how many people are in this room and how many people are in all of the Twitter spaces that you attend in a bear market versus a bull market. In a bull market, mm -hmm. everyone is everywhere. But as mm -hmm. soon as there's a bear market, everyone runs away. And the thing mm -hmm. is, people who stay and educate themselves, because there's nothing else going on right now, right? Like no one's making any huge money. People are people are, are disheartened because they are losing. So, oh my God, let me just get out as quick as possible. But that it's the mindset at the end of the day. So for me, I think 2022 has always been seeing more and more this confluence of human psychology and human education come to a point where people, there's a light bulb going on. It's like, oh, wow, but actually it's, I'm the one that can control my own narrative in terms of my involvement. So yeah, I'm right. seeing positive things, but in a painful way. That's that's definitely something we can't ignore. It's, it has been a very painful year. But we learn, as humans, we learn through pain, right? So hopefully we've learned whatever we needed to. Fair enough, fair enough. So so for, for you, the, the highlight has been being able to to watch the behavior that, that's gone through the cycle. Great. Okay. Lawrence, how about you? What's your point of view for well, this year? Yeah, so following up on Nadia said about about um, the, the cycles, right, for, mm -hmm. I, I guess, tech and, you know, people using Facebook compared to 30 years ago. It, mm -hmm. but it's a good point. So this, this, is, this cycle is happening, uh, but it's happening at an exponential rate. So mm -hmm. it's what, what you guys are seeing in front of your eyes is, is exponential, um, uh, this this cycle exponential so right uh it's really weird so you this year in 2022 we saw an incredible number of companies um go bust based mm -hmm. on wrong um models right so the the blockchain crypto industry was based on basically trustlessness and all of mm -hmm. these companies that have gone bust were based on trust. So, right. so, 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 but you're seeing this, I guess my, my, my point to what, to, to follow up with what Nadia was saying is these cycles are, are, are exponentially increasing and it's not mm -hmm. going to stop, right? It's, it's going to be faster and faster and faster. And you're just witnessing right. this before your very eyes. So, um, and, and just my final comment on the things that have happened, I think they're very good because it just cleans out the space. Um, 
yeah. lets us go forward with what's important in the future. All right. Thank you, Lawrence. Okay. So uh, finally, Jason, um, what, what was the highlights for you this year? Yeah, I mean, this year has definitely been, you know, uh, uh, somewhat of a cleansing year for crypto. Uh, I think, you know, I would probably second what, uh, what Nadia and, and, and Lawrence are saying. And in that, you know, we've just seen so many projects um, sort of uh, uh, go by the wayside. Um, I think, I think what ends, what's, what's going to end up happening is that the projects that sort of come out of this uh, are, are going to be much stronger uh, and and sort of better uh, better prepared to deal with these these massive swing massive swings in the market. I think there's a lot of companies that you know for whatever reason not really able to raise funds like just prior to the to the bear market kicking in and and so now they're in a situation mm-hmm. where they either will they either suspend operations or they kind of like you know stay around as zombies until. Things sort of sort sort of change, and so the one thing that I've, you know we've we've started started seeing is you know uh, uh, founders try to raise at at much much lower valuations, which I think sells the industry short. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it's really important right. to you know uh, uh, to not get desperate, to not to not to just sort of. Uh, realize that things pick up in 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 uh, in bull markets, and the point to do the point they 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 need to do right now is is sort of to to, to focus on survival. Uh, and that's and that's not great mm-hmm. news for people that are sort of you know wanting to actually make money off this industry and you know uh, and and actually grow. Uh, it's not really that easy to do it in a bear market, but you know it's it's just one of those things you got to buckle down on and. Um, and and work yeah. through. So I think we'll see a lot of uh, a huge shakeup. I think going into the next year, uh, this has been the first full year of of you know uh, really really difficult year. I would say compared to uh, mm-hmm. compared to last year. And I would say pretty much it, it started around this time, right? If you, around November December is when yeah. uh, you know we saw we saw things sort of collapse. So hoping we're sort of at the tail yeah. end of that. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the next year comes out. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm glad you said that because right about this time last year, we were looking at, hey, October, you know, Bitcoin hit 67,000 and then come October, it went down to 45 and then uh, it, it started you know, just plummeting lower and lower. So uh, collectively, what we're seeing is, of course, an accelerated cycle in the, in the industry. Um, the second part is also that we're seeing, you know, that the, the cleansing, so to speak, uh, or uh, if I may borrow the term from Bitcoin, the halving of those that are, are separating the, the wheat from the chaff, those that are actually providing value, those providing value, those that want to continue to provide value are still in the space. The rest of them are being cleared out of it just by virtue of these, these market forces and not knowing how to survive it. Um, that being said, and Jason, since I've had you on uh, last, I'm curious to understand what's your forecast uh, what do you see happening by virtue of this change? Uh, and also some of your, your thoughts about what we should expect to see coming in 2023. Sure. I mean, you know, one of the things I think, you know, that's, that's really uh, glaring is, is sort of uh, how the bottom has fallen out of NFT prices. Uh, we've also seen, you mm-hmm. know, record uh, 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 drops in volume. Uh, so, so NFT trading as mm-hmm. well as at an all-time low. Uh, and, and so, I think that that, that the next year is going to see a lot of shakeup in the NFT industry, in particular, uh, particularly like projects mm-hmm. that are, you know, focus more on um, 
like on, on hype, they focus more on design as opposed to like providing utility that goes along with the token. You know, we've seen so many cases of influencers mm-hmm. uh, that are promoting a coin uh, that have actually not gone anywhere, right? Like, so we've seen boxers like i don't want to name any specific name but we've seen boxers uh we've seen social media personalities turn boxers uh who have tried their mm-hmm. hand at nfts uh that 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 have really really suffered I, in, in the sense that like these people have lost massive amounts of value uh those that are invested in these nft collections so i think that you know people have learned their lesson like this is a very like it's a very tiny market uh and you know it's like one spit in twice shy so I don't think that you're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of very, very successful celebrity-driven uh, NFTs, uh, particularly if uh, if the NFT I- in question is not central to what they're doing, right? Like it's sort of like a get-rich-quick mm-hmm. scheme. Like that's what a lot of – so mm-hmm. a lot of artists don't really – like the t- NFT is a technology, right? It's not what you're doing. Basically, like you're not you're not right. releasing an NFT per se. You're you're providing certain services, uh, and the access control key that you're that you're giving out to those services is 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 the NFT, right? So that's like saying you know uh, right. we're releasing a ticket. You're not releasing a ticket. You're releasing a ticket to a concert, right? Like so, the NFT is is just right. a, is just a ticket in that in that sense. So uh, uh, artists and uh, musicians, particularly, you know, that see. Uh, NFTs as just some sort of um, uh, like as a product in and of itself, uh, as an as some sort of mm-hmm. some sort of art project or art product or collectible. Like those guys are going to find out very quickly that mm-hmm. that, that market is not going to stand for it. Uh, but the people that kind of see you know NFTs as merely a technology to re-enable what they're doing anyway, so guys that say, okay, cool, you know, we're already mm-hmm. taking doing tickets. Let's do tickets as NFTs, or let's you know uh, let's do right. that, yeah, or, or let's provide. You know, people uh, that own this NFT is part of some digital club. Uh, but then, you know, in another world, in another time, that club would exist existed anyway. They would have just probably taken fiat for it. So, so as long as you see yeah. NFTs as, as just sort of like a, a means to an end, um, those guys are going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Those NFTs, but the guys that see the the NFT as as a thing in and of itself that they're releasing, I think I think you're not going to see very many successful ones ones of those in 2023. Okay, so not to name anybody, but what you're saying is, so Tate is what you should be looking for so that you don't get packing out of the industry, right? Okay, I, I to- totally get that, right? Look for look for the value, um, you know, uh, not just go with, with the celebrity uh, celebrity value to that. Uh, that that model has been tried and tested, but focus on the technology that's 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 there behind it. Uh, Lawrence, what about you? What's your well, what's your uh, outlook for for twenty twenty three? Um, yeah, so uh, to follow up with what James, Jason said, um, we 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 have to look at the fundamentals mm-hmm. and the, the fundamentals of what the technology was originally about. And mm-hmm. um, like Jason was talking about NFTs, what are the fundamentals? You know, um, and you go back and we have. Um, one of the things that that I was arguing in 2018, in the beginning, when I got into this, was government regulation could could possibly stop all this. However, I didn't yeah. realize that at that point in my career, in my life, that that um, yeah. But the problem is, you can't stop decentralization, and and 
Right. You can't stop something that's decentralized cross border, cross jurisdictions. And so mm-hmm. for the government in the United States is to come in and say, um, yeah, we, we outlaw crypto. OK, well, unfortunately, that's not going to stop it for them and or fortunately for us. So I think mm-hmm. if you look at the fundamentals, the decentralized, the 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 ability to make an asset, whether it's an NFT, which is simply a serialized token or a token with, as Jason said, with um, with with fundamentals behind it, uh, utility. These are the projects that are going to survive. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so for for the coming year, I would say um, one of the things I would tell everybody to look for is um, is those fundamentals in, in the projects. What is, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just being a, what I saw a lot was mm-hmm. a lot of hype <clears throat> behind projects that really didn't have any fundamentals. I think the uh, one other thing I'll say is that the, the only the one utility that I've seen that actually legitimately makes money in decentralized yeah. applications was gaming. Okay. So um, that I have seen uh, that really, really makes money. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind of my, my forward looking thing there, JP. Fair enough. Thank you, Lawrence. Okay. Uh, Nati, I'm going to throw this uh, the, the same question to you. I know both uh, Jason and Lawrence have weighed in on, on NFTs. I know you you host a show, The Future of NFTs, which happens on Tuesdays, uh, and you've spoken to a large number, uh, a lot of people in the industry uh, over the last couple of months by virtue of that show. You're also doing, uh, you know, the first uh, NFT book that, that in, in history that is going to be through a collaborative process uh, what's your what's your take on on not just what Jason and Lawrence have said, but also for 2023? I mean, it's difficult to not want to copy what the two of them said, because I think this really just underlines exactly what all of this is about. Uh, but I'll I'll summarize it in two words. What my own outlook is trustless technology, because we stare ourselves blind in the hype and look as someone who has been in the marketing industry for the past 16 years i'm very very familiar with why hype exists and why it's important and especially in this industry how much of the narrative it has shaped but at the same time it's really damaged the industry um i was look i was watching this morning a video uh, that someone sent me um uh, about, I, I don't even know who this guy is. It's some YouTuber. I'm not sure if he's well known or not. I've never come across him before. But they were just, he had a guest on and they were discussing uh, if crypto is a religion. And I don't right. typically watch videos like this, you know, kind of outside of my own echo chamber bubble. Uh, but I was so grateful that I listened to this video because, well, A, what they were talking about clearly indicated that they had no idea what they were talking about. But B, I was listening to the points they were making. And this is the points that, you know, it's like an octopus's tentacles. These are the tentacles that reach out there beyond our own little world here in Web3. And it was Mm -hmm. all the negative points that we as an industry don't like either. But that's the Mm -hmm. only narrative that they have. So I think it's so important to come back to basics and understand that At the end of the day, this technology is about removing trust because, you know, as humans, 
if we if we have to be brutally honest with ourselves, some humans might be more trustful than and trustworthy than others, but fundamentally as a species, we set ourselves up for failure if we place our trust in other humans. So what we have created, what we have evolved into technologically is we've created the ability for people to remove the element of trust from certain transactions. And this is the this is the magic behind this technology. But then you look at all of the scandals that have happened this year, all of the fallouts, I mean, FTX being the latest of them, these, this is all because we still place trust in people. And I think that yeah. is something that is so important for people to understand is, as I said right. earlier, the education element is super important. But second is the technology, because any of the utility that you build on top of the technology is because of the technology. So, you know, you right. you stay yourself blind in what this project or what these people are selling you, but without mm -hmm. an understanding of what the technology is actually doing. So, I mean, it's not a case of you have to become a developer to understand what's going on. But I think right. what is really important to to get to a point that's important to get to is where most people fundamentally understand what this is about. Because I, I listened to this video this morning and they were talking about NFTs and it was only PFPs. I mean, their definition of NFTs are PFPs. Now, if you ask me what is an NFT, the last thing I'm going to think about is bored apes because that's yeah. one very small particular, particular utility to me. But to most people they get, they inherit the narrative that the media gives. And unfortunately, this is very negative. So I think, you know, going into 2023, and as you mentioned, um, the book that I will be working on next year really is all about exploring the technology itself um, by, you know, creating new use cases in real time. Because the message that I really want to get out there is at the end of the day, it's about the technology. It's not about right. what this company is doing or that project is building or this token is promising. It's about the mm -hmm. technology and human creativity, human imagination, and what mm -hmm. can be done using the technology that's available to us and the technology in our own minds, right? And so right. anything that you understand to be the definition of something, then I want to extend an invitation to you and go, but are you sure this is really the definition? Do you know enough? You don't have to, you know, you don't have to learn solidity to understand the definition. But do you understand truly what the definition of something is? Because if mm -hmm. I say Web3, what do you think it is? If I say crypto, blockchain, NFTs, the metaverse, what do these things mean to you? Because it might not be what it means to other people. And that's really, really important. Fair enough. Yes, Nadia. I think you, you know, so collectively, the, the three of you uh, all are saying that we, again, remember to focus on the technology, what value it's going to bring. Uh, that has to come back to the, 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 the spotlight, that has to come back to the focus and not get sidetracked by, you know, just the, um, uh, just hype, just, uh, you know, um, shallow utility, for example, PFPs, as you're saying, uh, they have their own value, you know, in their own way for their own market. Uh, fair enough. Okay, so so coming back to coming back to this, it's it's focus on the tech. Uh, that's what's going to build 2023 stronger.
Great. Um, science tells us that if a bear and a bull uh, ever got into a fight, uh, that would never happen because they, they belong to two different two different geographies, right? Um, that, but however, the market does tell us otherwise. So bears or bulls for 2023, uh, what's your take? Lauren, since you have your mic unmuted, let's start with you. Okay. Um, well, um, I think it's it definitely going to be um, a uplifting market in 2023 as we get back <laughs> to the fundamentals, as they build on the fundamentals. That's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. Um, so mm -hmm. that's my outlook. It's going to be it's going to be bullish. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so bullish for 2023. Okay. we got one vote in. Uh, Jason, what's your take? Well, I would say, <clears throat> I would say, you know, uh, bullish wearing, wearing uh, a bear coat. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that we're allowed yeah. to wear bear coats in, in, in crypto, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think it's going to start off bearish. I think uh, it's going to take mm -hmm. a while before I, I do think it's going to turn bullish eventually. I think it'll take a while before it gets, mm -hmm. I think in the short term, uh, we, we do have some more uh, bearish market to, to, to look forward to. Speaking of looking forward to, I'm looking forward to SBF getting bail. Uh, and and his next mm -hmm. and his next interview, so I think he'll probably be home for Christmas, um, or okay. or maybe New Year. That that'd be a, that that'd be interesting to see uh, his next interview because he's you know he's just just flying in from the Bahamas right now, and he probably uh, very soon yeah. end up with bail, getting bailed and uh, being out of out of the street. So uh, hopefully uh, he'll come join us on diving into crypto one of these days. <laughs> well well we can hope uh we can hope um yeah so <laughs> nathia glad glad you're back uh what's your take of bears or the bulls for 2023 since there is so much emphasis on fashion in the metaverse these days i'm gonna yeah go with what jason said about uh you know what one market wearing the coat of the other one um i think Definitely, you know, to, to also just emphasize on what Lauren said, um, that there's a definitive shift happen, happening in people's minds. Uh, and this is at all levels. This Whether this is institutional investors changing their approach, obviously because of all of the scandals that we saw this year in terms of due diligence. I mean, as an industry, you know, people are shocked to think, that some of these companies just pass through due diligence processes without any questions being asked. So institutional investors mm -hmm. are definitely checking themselves, reorganizing themselves, becoming much more cautious. Uh, it doesn't mean mm -hmm. that the space is going away. The industry is alive and well. Uh, I always say that if you work in the industry, you have a very different understanding of a bear market than someone who is only a retail investor. Because as a retail investor, you look at the space and things are dead. And you don't even want to look at the space because you've been burnt and all you want to do is just go cry in your room, right? But if you are a professional in this industry, you see on a daily basis, you know, we always talk about this great cleansing, this weeding out of actors that are only there during a bull market. Because during a bear market, you can mm -hmm. see that people, individuals, companies, they are regrouping, they are 
reevaluating how they show up in this industry, what they are building, the way they are building it. So my big prediction, and this happens after every single bear market, is that there's a huge shift in some sense in the industry. The rules that applied before will no longer apply and there will be something new. So I think it is going to take a while mm -hmm. because we are still in this cleansing phase. But if you've ever seen uh, time-lapse photography, for example, let's say of, I don't know, a flower or a plant or a tree or whatever the case may be, if you sit there staring at the plant the whole day, you're not going to see any changes. But if you look at the time-lapse mm -hmm. photography, you can really see how things change and evolve. So I think exactly the same premise in this industry is if you're looking at it every single day, you know, like prodding it with a stick, like, come on, man, stop playing dead, wake up. You are going to feel frustrated. But really the undercurrent mm -hmm. of what is happening is there's a lot happening and important things are happening right now. Humans don't learn when we are having fun. We don't learn when, you know, the fat cow is home and we all, we, we don't want for anything. We learn through pain. This is just the way that we are wired. And every time that there are, are these really painful periods, afterwards we do come mm -hmm. out stronger. So I think it's very important to mm -hmm. keep that in mind, that this is a necessary mm -hmm. cleansing for those of us who are on the Northern Hemisphere right now. Yesterday was the winter solstice. It was, you know, the, the, the shortest day of the year. So I look at it in the same mm -hmm. way. We've been in this crypto winter and there is a spring coming. But I mean, you can't hurry mm -hmm. the seasons because the seeds that are being, like the seeds that are currently underground and there is probably still some snow that's going to fall. Those seeds will sprout, but in spring. So we just mm -hmm. have to be patient. Things right. are happening. Things are moving. So yeah, I, I believe that 2023 will be much more positive here in that sense. But it will take a while. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just hang in there and, you know, keep the faith, man. Okay. Well, so so fingers crossed 2023 is going to be better. I, I also understand that, uh, you know, there's going to be two more Fed meetings, rate changes that may happen between between Feb and March. Uh, what's your take on what will happen, you know, after March, uh, in terms of in terms of this this direction? Uh, are we going to see, you know, the acceleration begin? Will it start? Uh, from your experience, uh, anyone on the panel? Yeah, I mean, I can I can just very briefly say. Um, I already see minor shifts uh, based on mm -hmm. the projects that we talk to, based on the partners that we talk to in the, in the, in the network that we have, our investors. We, we can see the shift already. It's micro shifts. Um, so it's mm -hmm. not that anyone is racing to the door just yet. But I think there's a lot mm -hmm. of positivity in the sense that everyone has the sense uh, that 2023 is going to be a different year. Um, 2022 mm -hmm. was truly a year of hibernation. Um, I mean, I, even for us as a company, like we, we worked so hard on so many things, but knowing that we are doing this in a time of hibernation. So I think for mm -hmm. most people in the industry, you know, it's, I'll use the COVID example. Um, I mean, if yeah. you were unlucky enough to be in a, in a country or in a city or in an area where COVID was really strong and really strict, um, it did yeah. at some point felt, feel like this was never going to end. 
But there also came a point uh-huh. where people just became fed up and they were like, you know what? Even if I risk getting COVID, I can't stop my life yeah. for the rest of my life. And so I think this is the general yeah. sentiment in 2023 is projects have mm-hmm. been really patient throughout 2022, but there is this collective sense of, look, it's not going to last forever. At some point, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll change the way we do things maybe, but at some point mm-hmm. we just have to get out there and start doing things. And I think this is what we'll, I mean, people are still waiting with bated breath in terms of the recession, because this is a everyday economic reality for people all around the world. And, you know, whatever may happen in crypto, but at the same time, I still have to buy bread and milk and pay my rent. Um, so mm-hmm. those are serious considerations. But I think, yeah, just in terms of the, the pulse and the zeitgeist of the industry, projects and investors, right. people are really starting to, you know, shift a little bit in terms of how they are going to approach 2023. So I think there's a lot to be, to be uh, excited about. But patience is key. Mm-hmm. It's not going to probably happen in January. So, you know, crypto winter mm-hmm. will continue for just a little bit longer, but we'll get to spring at some point. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. Thank you for, sh- for sharing that particular point. I think uh, this, this crypto winter also helps us remember that, you know, climate change is real. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to just put that out there. Uh, and <laughs> that's something that we all have to we all have to do our little part in in making things better. Uh, the same way that we're going to be doing for uh, the crypto industry, uh, waiting for a crypto spring. Sorry, Lawrence, did you want to weigh in on? Did you want to weigh in on that thought? Um, yeah, I mean, when Nadia mentioned, you know, that to follow up with her, it's like one of the things I, I the reason I see this coming pretty heavy is um, that the if you look at the 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 venture capital guys not only venture capital but major asset managers like blackrock who mm-hmm. who jumped in to get on in, in particular like an ftx um yeah with with no due diligence okay mm-hmm. what, what are what, i've i've been through the process back in the in the days with these venture capitalists and there was due diligence like um you know d- d- out the yin yang for for everything right they, they want to look yeah. up you know, with a, with a uh, doctor exam on you. So now they've all of a sudden jumped in with, um, with, without doing any due diligence, obviously. So yeah, major VC players, not, not minor. And, um, and so there's going to be a reckoning with that um, come, come the new year. But uh I don't know how that's going to turn out. I, you know, the, the, the foundations of the, of the, of the blockchain web three space were crowdfunding, right. With, with Ethereum yeah. um, and all of these, the VCs felt that they were, in, in my opinion, missing out. And then they started chasing it and chasing it and chasing it to the point where they, they literally just failed to do due diligence on behalf of their yeah. investors. So, um, we'll see what happens with that. I think it's, um, uh, but there's some, some VC firms that didn't like Pantera and, com- and mm-hmm. companies like that, that are solid. So, well, I don't know exactly what's going to happen JP, but, um, but it's going to be super interesting to see, um, how this plays out, but I think it's all good. It's solid. Go back to the fundamentals, work on the fundamentals, which they didn't do. 
and uh, mm-hmm. benefit from their mistakes in this in this space. That's my opinion. Perfect. Thanks, Lauren. Jason, do you want to weigh in before we move we move forward to the next question? Because it's going to dwell a little deeper on on exactly what both Nathi and Jason have, uh, and Lawrence have said. Yeah, I mean, really, really, I would have to agree with 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 both of them on on kind of what we see for 20, uh, 2023. I just think it's funny that you know Nadia used the word hibernation uh, because don't bears hibernate? I mean. Uh, are they not? Mm-hmm. Are they not around when we're when everybody's hibernating? I mean, you would think the, but it, but it's <laughs> it seems like the opposite is happening, right? It's like it's like the 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 bears are out during the hibernation. Yeah, but um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little <laughs> odd. I mean, somebody needs to tell these bears they need to get back in, and uh, it's blow time. <laughs> yeah, so, so the bears, the bears are acting unnaturally, um, <laughs> and that, that's that's the reason for this mess. Okay, that's climate change. That's what's causing this. <laughs> it, is, it is a climate change. It's because there's not enough trees. Yeah. Well, we, it looks like we just have to grin and bear it. Okay. Uh, Till such time, till such time that things get better. Um, that being said, but I, I want to dwell a little more into what what you spoke about with with due diligence right we, this has been the year that we've seen some some major dominoes fall uh you know uh celsius uh, three arrows capital ftx um and we we're still unsure uh you know which is the next one that 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 could possibly fall but of course through all of this and as you've been saying through the show the arc that's been created is you know focus on the tech focus on value focus on fundamentals right um what do you think is going to come up in as a shift because of all these events where it comes to due diligence now. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, I'll jump in. Um, obviously I think um, the companies like I, like I mentioned Pantera uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just starting like at the top of the tier down yeah. to the, to crowdfunding like like we're doing with the ability to vet companies and put them onto the market like at Lunum um, mm-hmm. is going to be people are going to trust more in the due diligence basically they're going to trust more mm-hmm. in the people doing the due diligence because right. at the end of the day that's what the VCs do they they they're not doing everything they're having people go in check and they and they're trained in this right they they brought up in this right. and and so they're going to trust uh, they're going to trust companies like Adaluna, basically, to make sure that these companies are vetted and they're um, and the projects are are legit. They're not just based on hype, and uh, mm-hmm. and that they're 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 in line with the fundamentals of what we're trying to do in blockchain. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my my take on it. JP, just All right. to, thanks, Lawrence. Jason, yeah, you know, just to add, just to add to what Lawrence said, I mean, I think. I think there's going to be um, uh, there, well, there really ought to be some sort of uh, uh, some sort of standard uh, that investors can can expect in terms of accountability uh, from uh, from mm-hmm. blockchain entrepreneurs and blockchain startups. Like there's there's there are there are you know uh, companies that that keep their investors you know regularly in touch in terms of you know what they're doing and updates and other stuff. And then there's other companies you know that will that are, that will basically you know. Uh, goes to the interesting thing is that like with the with the um, with the t- token investment as opposed to an equity investment, I mean 
you know, you're not you're not going to get a board mm-hmm. on the uh, you're not going to get a seat on the board, right? So you definitely don't have right. you know any sort of hard hard power, any actual uh, ability to affect change, other than you know again you know exerting some soft pressure on on saying hey like what's an update here, what are you guys working on, and so on. And so I think that like uh, that that especially given what happened with FTT. Uh, that the people are going to start, you know, there was no CFO, for example, uh, at FTT. And, and right. so people are going to start asking right. questions in terms of like, you know, um, uh, I mean, again, not so, many companies don't have a CTO, CFO, but it's just, it's just a question of like, if you're, if you're FTX and you're dealing with like, you know, billions of people's other, other people's money, you know, somebody needs to be out there yeah. like, like, like accountable for that. Right. And, and, and conversely, mm-hmm. that person needs to be then accountable, you know, to the investors. Uh, and, and, and I think ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's going to have to be some sort of investor protections that come out for, uh, for token investors, token investors in the seed and private round, uh, uh, and, and mm-hmm. some, some degree of not quite, you know, a seat on the board, but certainly a seat at the table in some sort of philosophical sense and uh, in, in how the company is run and, and decisions it makes. Well, that, that would be certainly interesting to, to see how that one plays out. Um, Natya, yes, you wanted to, add, to weigh in on this. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I was watching the documentary that's on Netflix last night about the Quadriga XCX, uh, you know, the Canadian exchange. Um, mm-hmm. And then just after I finished watching, I saw a news headline. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. know the story. For those that don't, um, this this founder of the Canadian exchange, he mysteriously died as soon as users couldn't withdraw their funds a couple of years ago. It's funny because he died mm-hmm. in India and I was in the same province in Rajasthan at the time uh, of his death. So I was like, oh, it's so, so random that this guy, as soon as, you know, the, the trouble hits the fan, suddenly he's in India going off to die and, and now no one can get their funds. And then as right. soon as I finished watching the documentary, I saw the news headlines that 100 Bitcoin had just been moved out of that account after so many years. And it was you know, it's something that I reflected on for the rest of the evening because we, yeah. we talk about how this is a trustless technology. But at the end of the day, you still have to put your trust in somebody mm-hmm. because the technology... Right. If companies are run by a person and as much as you can remove the trust element from many aspects, at the end of the day, you still need to trust people. This is unfortunately Mm -hmm. something that cannot completely be removed from the equation. So the thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, this concept of there's nothing in the world like you get something for nothing. So if you want to, I don't know, earn money, you need to work for it. And if you want to get fit, you need to exercise. And if you want to live happily ever after, you have to be a nice person that, you know, another person wants to spend their life with, for example. So in the same Mm -hmm. sense, if you're in if you're in Web3 in the investment sense, it's very difficult Mm -hmm. for you to. Just put your money into any random company because other people say that it's a good company and then forget about it. And, oh, well, you know, <laughs> you, you just trust all these other people. Unfortunately, yeah. it, it, it's the dream that has been sold, but it's, it, it's an mm-hmm. illusion. Because unless right. you understand what's happening, I mean, if you speak to the average person, we're talking about mm-hmm. due diligence. If you speak to the average person who invests into Web3, ask them... Mm-hmm. What due diligence needs to be done? 
most of right. them don't know. And this is as an industry, I always say, you know, this is the onus is on us because mm -hmm. we are promising <laughs> investors the sun and the moon and the stars. Right. But if we are not educating them, if we are not making mm -hmm. it abundantly clear how incredibly important it is, we all say do your own research, but what does it even mean? I mean, if someone yeah. tells me to go do something, mm -hmm. I, okay, great, you told me. So what, I should Google it? Now, mm -hmm. what what do we Google? How do we Google how to prevent FTX from happening? So I think, mm -hmm. you know, this is a collective effort that needs to be done. Institutionally, mm -hmm. things have to change from company perspective things have to change projects really have to do things differently perhaps than they've done it previously retail investors right. need to shift how they approach so it's it's really a team effort uh, i don't mm -hmm. think it can come from just one avenue we have to work mm -hmm. together because what has happened now is with all of these really really bad things that have happened especially mm -hmm. this year it's just giving regulators so much ammunition to say, you know what, you guys cannot do this by yourselves. You need mm -hmm. us. And this is unfortunately right. the sad thing because in a sense, it's difficult to argue with that, right? Because, I mean, look right. at the fallout. If people are losing hundreds and millions of dollars, then how do you argue against regulation, even though this industry was birthed to be an alternative to regulation. So I think really fundamentally at the end of the day, we all need to come together and we need to redefine how the how we show up and how we do things. Because mm -hmm. yeah, otherwise if we, it, the good thing is we cannot continue the way that we did because that, that wave is over, right? Like we've come to the right. other side of that wave. The question is what is next? And as an industry, mm -hmm. we are the ones that need to shape what is next. Next. So as as Lawrence was saying, companies like Adlunum, the the mm -hmm. work that we are doing is so important. But as a mm -hmm. retail investor, you still shouldn't just put your confidence in a company because they say that's what they are doing. Make sure you right. know what's going on. Make sure you understand what's going on. And that does require extra time, extra attention, extra effort from your side. But there is nothing in the world like you get this for free just because you want it, right? So if you want to invest, make sure that you become an educated investor. Fair enough. Um, I, I, yeah, and I, and I think that that's, that's going to be one of the, to be honest, it's going to be one of the hardest things to do uh, for an industry that, that has seen... Uh, uh, multiple levels of of growth on 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 small investments, right? Because it it, it did appear uh, at at a certain time between towards the end of 2020, uh, or rather the, the the mid of 2020 till uh, till the end of 2021, that all it was doing was you just had to put money in and you could get volumes of money out. Uh, and so uh, so exactly as you're saying, this is of course one of the things that that. People today, especially in this particular phase of the industry, the the, the bear market uh, situation, the crypto winter that we're looking at, that's one of the things that people have to start focusing more on, so that they would be able to live uh, through this industry more than just survive. At least come out on top in this industry by being smarter and more educated. Um, okay. That being said, there's there's uh, we goodness me, we, we come towards the end of the show. So so very quickly, this this one particular question is. Um, 
what are some of the business shifts you're expecting to see occur in 2023? Okay, I'll jump in on that. Um, to follow up with on, on what Jason was saying, I think he was speaking towards governance, mm -hmm. uh, which is a proven fundamental um, in, in in business. Yep, mm -hmm. over the over thousands of years is governance, and mm -hmm. um, so as Jason was saying, an equity investment normally there's some kind of board seat, some kind of you know, some kind of yeah. some kind of uh, protection. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if we see uh, coming in the future some kind of DAO where if, if it's a token-based, non-equity-based system, as Jason was saying, which normally results in no governance, that we can implement some kind of DAO where there actually is governance. So, um, right. so that's what I that's that's my take on it, uh, JP. Thank you, Lawrence. Jay. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I started, Jason, if you say I started off with that. I Sorry, think guys. I started off with that, right? I think I was, I was the first person uh, to respond to this. I think it's uh, right. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, super. Uh, Nathia? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> for me, because I've been involved with business on the internet for so many years, I've seen this play out not only in Web3, but also in the early commercial internet, where in the beginning you had, you know, really the stereotype of the young kid sitting in his garage. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about the Amazons of the world, but, you know, just random young guy or woman, girl, um, having this idea, throwing something together. In, that, in those days, it was a website and, you know, people go on and they buy something and, okay, before you know it, they are the next internet millionaire. So we've mm -hmm. seen the same thing happen in Web3 as well. But I think what is happening now is we are seeing also the maturation of the way that business is done. A lot of people in Web3, and this is extremely sorry, important is to keep in mind. Not yet did we lose you? Uh, uh, it's just you. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's always just you, JP. Um, so uh, in, terms of, in terms of, JP, can you hear me? I don't think so. Maybe put your right. okay. Um, can you can you? I can now. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, just to conclude what I was saying. So I think that um, a lot of founders in Web three have never started a business before, and mm -hmm. because of how easy it was, the 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 barrier to entry was extremely low. You basically just had to have an idea and a white paper, and you know investors would throw millions at you. I think that is shifting because really founders need to learn how to run a business. We we saw this with FTX. I mean, this was the 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 case study, classic case study of how not to run a business. Don't run, don't have millions and billions of you know customer funds if you don't even know, as Jason said, that you need a CFO. So I think what I see the change happening in 2023 and beyond is that this illusion that all you need to do is to have an idea and the rest will take care of itself. Um, mm -hmm. This is not how it works in normal business. And it right. was a brief period in time in Web3 where that was possible, but with the mm -hmm. effects that we've had because of it. So really, I think what we will be seeing is just people schooling themselves a lot more on how to actually run a business. Super. 
Okay. All right. I'm going to throw the, the, the floor open also to questions from the audience, but I'm going to take ask, ask our panelists today because we, we can't let them go without knowing this one. Um, all right. Uh, how can the retail investor community regain confidence uh, in the industry you know, in, in 2023? What would you like to say to them? I'm going to do a shameless plug for Adlunum because <laughs> I can. Um, no, definitely, you know, coming back to, to education, I, I don't only want to put the onus on the retail investor because this really is almost like blaming the victim. I think in some sense it's so important for us as an industry to understand the reason that we don't have people you know, beating our door down right now is because as an industry we've scared them away, right? So this is the first really important point is we need to understand that we are as an industry responsible for people being put off and being afraid of and having run away from what is happening. But uh, yeah. as a retail investor, yeah, I mean, you need to find a space where you are able to, on a daily basis, understand what is happening. And this needs to be a place where you go beyond the hype because right. it's super important to differentiate fact and truth and objectivity from hype. Um, mm -hmm. So this is not difficult. I mean, this is not easy to do in this industry because so much of the engines that make this machine go have been run mm -hmm. and based on hype. But I think in markets like this, this is why I said at the beginning of the show, education for me has been one of the highlights of 2022. Because if you are educating yourself at a time like this, you are being educated by people who stick around even when there's no money to be made. And that is a fundamental difference. Someone just trying to sell you for nefarious purposes. They're trying to educate to you so that they can get something out of you. Or people trying to educate you because, well, they care about you being educated. So I think discernment as an investor is incredibly important. And the first step probably would be finding not only one, but finding communities where you feel mm -hmm. that you are being educated for the purpose of being educated, not for the purpose right. of, you know, they are, they are kind of manipulating you into believing certain things so that they can get something out of you. Got it. Thank you, Nadia. Okay, Jason Lawrence. Yeah, I would. I would just say, you know, for the retail investor, I think that one, one, the one thing that they should keep in mind is that, um, like, people tend to look at crypto as sort of this homogenous industry, and uh, we are mm -hmm. we are an industry in that that there are certain you know overarching similarities, but in essence, like, uh, it, it's very similar to the stock market uh, in that we represent individual mm -hmm. companies that have very, very, very different, mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, uh, missions, have very different, like, outlooks, and are doing very, very different things. Like, I'm often asked, uh, you know, what, what, what token to invest in. Uh, and then, you know, somebody mm -hmm. will come to me with, like, four or five tokens that are doing completely different things, which is fine. I mean, it's like diversification. But the thing is, I think they tend to think of these things yeah. as, you know, like, I mean, Solana, for example, is 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 such a different thing than, you know, let's say, uh, or, or even Ethereum, uh, you know, something that where you where you build smart contracts and you essentially have like, you know, apps built on it is, 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 is very different, for example, to another company uh, mm -hmm. where let's say the token, um, the, the token 
value as some sort of service that the company's providing, wherein the 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 um, how good or bad that company will do uh, it will be dependent entirely mm-hmm. on the service that they're providing, not necessarily the overall crypto market. So like, even though people tend to look at the crypto yeah. market as this homogenous thing, it's actually like there are very, very, very many different use cases uh, as we will see in Web3 explained. Uh, and when Nadia gets down to that, there's just so many different use cases and very, 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 very different, even though people tend to think of it as like one homogenous industry. Thank you for that, Jason. Sure. Lawrence, you want to weigh in? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I have no pushback on any of that. It's, it's an issue of, uh, like like you said, education involved with the product from a retail perspective, from the from the VC perspective, um, uh, from the VC perspective, due diligence, and, and then, um, you know, and then introducing governance to the deal that we're going to get through... Um, People paying attention to a product, project, being involved in it, maybe having ideas, hopefully having some sort of governance. I think that's the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so fingers crossed, we're looking forward to uh, a brighter 2023. Hopefully these changes are ones that, that kick in uh, and in th- and will really cement the, the learning that we've had through this particular cycle to be smarter investors, to be, you know, more, um, what do you say, to, to gain more value as an investor in this industry and to keep the faith going. Okay. Uh, that being said, I think, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the show. If you had questions, I hope you've messaged them in to add Lunum INC or the speakers directly. Uh, there is one question that my team tells me that has, that has come up. Uh, and this is, of course, a, a typical uh, question from uh, from a retailer. But um, nonetheless, nonetheless, it is it is an important one to ask. Okay, so the question I, I have here from uh, let me see if I can get this name P and J. Okay, so I'll just read the initials P and J. P and J asks, all right, will Bitcoin plunge below ten thousand in twenty twenty three? Personally, um, I hope so because I would love to buy some Bitcoin below 10k. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that's going to happen, and that definitely would not feel good. Um, but no, I, I don't think so. But yeah, uh, if it does, uh, I will momentarily be very happy. <laughs> Thank you, Nadia. All right, Lawrence, you wanted to weigh in on that. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a couple of events that that could drive the price down um i think fallouts from what has already happened um so Mm -hmm. for instance if you see gbc grayscale somehow Mm -hmm. have to unload six hundred fifty thousand bitcoins on the market that's going to cause a significant you know so there's there's certain leaky things that 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 are going to happen however um if if you can wait to get in uh, at that point if you're smart enough um, which I never really personally have been because <laughs> I wait too long. But um, yeah, so there's a, there's some significant events that could happen um, that could drive the price lower. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but I still think where we're at, not financial advice, but where we're at is a is a is a good place. It's always going <clears> to <throat> like a friend of mine once told me, Lawrence, quit waiting, just buy and 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 believe mm-hmm. in the technology, believe in the uh, believe in the uh, fundamentals and go from there. Fair enough. Thank you, Lawrence. Jason. 
yeah, could you repeat the question, please? Sure. Uh, so the question is, uh, will Bitcoin plunge below 10,000 in 2023? Ah, right. Yeah, I mean, I, th I can I can also certainly see some situations where that could happen, but mostly I would think that would be due to like macroeconomic forces. Uh, I think if, mm -hmm. I think if, <laughs> I think if, uh, if, uh, you know, something like, uh, you know, uh, CZ, uh, so something, something bad happened with Blitz and Binance, right? I mean, there's a lot of controversy right now about, uh, uh, you know, BUSD and USDT. Something like that could cause, right. you know, major, major shifts. You know, I've heard, you, you know, people, there's, there's been a lot of fun around USDT basically stable coins in general mm -hmm. and and so you know uh btc usdt is like the number one pair in the world um so that's just right. something that you can't you know uh, if 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 there were to be any issues with that you'd have like a, a massive market crash but i think like barring like a, a black swan event i i I, mm -hmm. I doubt it could dip below uh ten thousand unless if there's like you know, some, some, again, macroeconomic factors. But even then, I think that it would, would very, very quickly pick up faster. All right. Okay. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for weighing in on that question and hope that answers it because, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. As a matter of fact, we've extended this program, but we've had such a great time listening to our speakers. So, Natia, Jason, Lawrence, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your insights. Uh, always a pleasure to, to have a conversation with you guys and Thank you once again for sharing your knowledge with, with the audience in the room. You're welcome. Everyone who, who joined today and everyone who will be listening to this afterwards, happy holidays, happy new year, and here's to a much brighter and more springy 2023. Thanks, JP. Lovely to Yeah, Merry Christmas and happy new year, everybody. Yep. All right. So, so ladies and Sorry, Lawrence, go ahead. I think I think I cut you off. No, I said second that. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our show, the final show of this year. Look forward to seeing you all back in 2023. We'll be back in January with uh, a bit of a twist. We're going to take Twitter spaces over to YouTube uh, and have our shows there as well. So it's going to be a lot of excitement coming up in the year ahead, no matter what happens. There you go. The alarm bells have already gone off. That means i got to get off the show. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for being here. This is JP from Adlunum INC wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum, the first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 